0: Welcome back everyone to Rossum Parenting and this is episode number two. I'm here with Kathy Ho, I'm Lynn Nguyen and we are so excited because we got our very first letter and the mm-hmm. topic is juicy. So the title is COVID has me trapped at home with an addict. Ooh, it's, a, it's a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Really, really heavy one and I'm I'm glad that this is kind of how we're starting So why don't you go ahead and just read the letter for our listeners, Kathy? Sounds good.
1: I recently heard about your podcast from a friend and wanted to offload my story. I've been married for seven years to an alcoholic. In the past years, I was able to avoid the toxic behavior he exhibited when he was drunk by going to my parents' house or sleeping in a separate room. Since COVID, there's been no place for me to run or hide. Neither of us are working outside of the home. My job allows me to still work remotely, but he's completely out of work at the moment, so he drinks more than ever, and on some days, he gets so blacked out drunk that he doesn't remember picking fights with me over the most ridiculous things. We'll argue, and then he'll pass out. When he wakes, he doesn't recall a thing, but I remember every single minute of our fights. It's awful. The worst part of it all is that our 12 year old daughter is there to witness everything. Most of the time she stays in her bedroom and avoids us. This breaks my heart to know that she may think less of both of us. While my husband acknowledges that it is a problem, he won't seek help and he places all of the pressure on me to be more patient and understanding. And he denies this affects our daughter at all. It's infuriating at this rate. I'm so fed up that I'm ready to call it quits. Holy cow. Yeah, it's a big one.
0: Honestly, first things first, my heart goes out to this woman Mm -hmm. for having the courage to even write a letter like this, because it
1: is not easy. It sounds like it's it's desperation. Maybe this could be her last measure, right? I'm just like, I'm ready to call it quits. You know, it's like- Mm -hmm. You know, when we receive letters like this, it just really um, solidifies why this podcast continues to exist or should continue to exist because <laughs> it's, it's like, we, I know we just started, but just to even have this type of letter so soon and early on is like, man. I know. We're so lucky. We're so lucky mm-hmm. to have
0: somebody who's willing to share their story in yeah. this capacity. And I want to dive right into it because yeah, go for the it. first thing is that the title has me all in my fields. Right. It says mm-hmm. COVID has me trapped at home with an addict and he's an alcoholic. It mm-hmm. sounds like, and prior to us having a complete shutdown, I think a lot of people were toying with the idea and joking around with what life is going to be like. And once the shutdown happened, a lot of people were sending out memes and it said, you're either going to come out of COVID, uh, a baker or an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know, funny. It's funny yeah. when it's not serious, mm-hmm. but when somebody is trapped, yeah, at home, it becomes a real issue that I imagine is 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 so relevant for a lot of people. You're you're going to share some stats later, and it's just mind boggling, right? Exactly. So- Exactly. Man. You know, people, the word trapped for me, it really draws my attention because I wonder for this particular woman, what
1: does trapped look like? For me, I can, I can explain it from my standpoint, hopefully that it gives the any listeners and this, this lady um, a new perspective. For me, mm-hmm. what trapped means is not just being trapped inside the home. We all know that that's the physical part, mm-hmm. but how about the emotional side? Mm-hmm. Right. How about getting trapped in the loops and patterns and behaviors that perhaps maybe in their case was prevalent before mm-hmm. COVID mm-hmm. or prevalent before the alcoholism? Right. She did mention in here that they're they've been married for seven years. What mm-hmm. happened to the first five years of them being, you know, of their actually of their daughter's life? Like were they having issues when she was five? five years old? Was the alcoholism present when she was five years old? Mm -hmm. Did it just all of a sudden get worse when they Mm -hmm. got married? Like what, there are so many questions to be asked here. Right. So in that sense, um, the letter is quite vague,
0: Mm -hmm. but I do hear,
1: I do hear the desperation in wanting to reach out because it sounds very like, okay, it's either going to make it or break it for this woman. Mm -hmm. And I know I've been there. I've done that where I felt like I was at the end of my rope Mm -hmm. and looking back at my situation during COVID, I think what I could, I could help her see, hopefully is to take a step back. Yeah. You you taught me that. Right. You know, because we don't have control over anybody else except for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't even want this to come across as me blaming her or whatever, but Checking yourself is not necessarily making anyone at fault. It's just looking at the situation when things aren't so heated. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think when you
0: said earlier, emotional, being emotionally trapped, I see this a lot in my practice with clients where people talk about being trapped in a relationship or in a situation and they feel like they have nowhere to go. And for this particular woman my my wonder is where did the signs first come up? Like if she mm-hmm. could go backwards and if we could do some reverse engineering and take a look at, you're right. They've, she says that they've been married for seven years. My assumption is that the daughter is theirs, that they, it's the same.
1: Well, that could be another question in its own. Is that That's their right. daughter together? That's right. Or did she come into this relationship with a five-year-old daughter already, mm-hmm. right? There's just so many questions. So I urge this lady to really, you know, look at those areas. Cause we don't know anything further than what's been written here. That's right.
0: And to, to extend on what you're saying, Kathy, I think it's important <clears throat> to go back and to look at what happened in the first five years, because mm-hmm. I imagine there's a pattern there that I don't think that alcoholism isn't something that just hits one day. You don't just wake up and then you're an alcoholic. You, mm-hmm. you gradually get there and so for instance, you know, I think one of the things that stands out for me is perhaps there were already some underlying issues that they hadn't faced prior yeah. to COVID. Because she says in the beginning, she says that she was able to go to her mom's house or sleep in a separate room. Mm-hmm. But once COVID Good hit, catch. Right, catch. there was nowhere yeah. for her to run or hide. Mm-hmm. And so I think, okay, what issues were already there prior to COVID mm-hmm. that you were just finally forced to acknowledge and to Mm -hmm. face. And if we could go backwards even further to find out what happened prior to that seven years. And that's important because Mm -hmm. I have been through so many scenarios with clients. It could have been that something really traumatic happened to the daughter and the dad Mm -hmm. felt helpless something could have happened to the mm-hmm. wife and the husband felt helpless. I'm not trying to say that his alcoholism is the result of something that happened to this family directly. Mm-hmm. But what I know is that oftentimes people are hiding behind things, right? Mm-hmm. The husband is hiding behind something the daughter is hiding. Behind something, the wife has been hiding behind something and COVID is saying no more. Now it's time for you to face, to face all it. of it. So I think that's important to bring up for sure, because yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think that this is the time to be blaming mm-hmm. anyone and to saying, okay, check yourself, but check yourself in the way that can you go backwards and see mm-hmm. what some of the underlying issues were.
1: And uh, let me tell you, you know, for someone who's been in fitness um, for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, we talk about creating habits, right? And mm-hmm. patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, for, for example, someone needs to lose weight, they need to just start with day one, day two, That's right. day three, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. And y- you'd be surprised when you actually look back, it could be those, those problems could have been already underlying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it mirrors what you're saying, right? You know, when I say checking ourselves, we need to check ourselves in those scenarios too. What happened in the past?
0: Mm-hmm. Can we
1: recognize certain arguments, perhaps where that was a red flag for us that maybe perhaps we just swept under the carpet Mm -hmm. and now they're starting to show up. And the fact that they're even going through this loop, Mm because you said the word loop earlier as well, Mm
0: -hmm. they're going through these arguments. Mm He doesn't remember and she's Mm -hmm. left remembering every single Mm -hmm. word or every single moment. And that breaks my heart because I know what that's like. I was in a relationship where, you know, my ex would pick fights with me. And I have this amazing memory when it comes to dialogue. I can remember what people have said to me and it wasn't any fault of his own and it wasn't on purpose, but he really didn't remember. He just didn't remember, but it's infuriating when you're the one who's there. Of course. And you're going through these loops and you're going through these Mm -hmm. loops and you're just like, okay, I hate it. And at the same time, I know, I know that there's a comfort piece for me. Because as long as you continue to be the guy who hurts me and I continue to be the woman who stands in the way of, or stands in my own way and allows myself mm-hmm. to get hurt, I can keep blaming you and stop looking at
1: myself. Hmm. Hmm. Or, th- you know, this, this kind of just popped up now that you're saying that it could be maybe he is telling the truth and he is, let's just say, blacked out and doesn't remember a thing he said the next day she remembers everything. And now she has to process like, I need to try to forgive him because I know deep down inside that he actually is telling the truth that he doesn't remember a thing. But it's like, you know, there's that internal struggle there too. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I forgive a guy that just said this, 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 A, B, C, A, D. And then today he's like all jolly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like, for me, I don't know about this, this woman in this letter here, but I tend to hang on to feelings.
0: That's right. That's right. And I think all people do. That's, that's just innate. People don't remember words. They don't remember visuals, mm-hmm. but they'll always have that feeling inside their body. That's the whole basis of trauma. Yeah. So for this woman, she's just being traumatized over and over and over again. And yeah. I imagine there's a piece on the husband's end too. But mm-hmm. if we're, if, we're, if we're talking in her scenario and we want to be helpful to this woman, my thing mm-hmm. would be to say, what kind of areas are you putting yourself in so that you can help yourself and bring it back to yourself right Mm -hmm. because there's because she continuously she's continuing to project in this letter where she says my i I wonder what my 12 year old daughter is going to think of me
1: yes that part i feel like i can honestly say that part doesn't matter because that's a story she's creating. She's asking herself what her daughter's thinking Mm -hmm. instead of just asking her daughter what she's thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't create that anxiety. And I'm able to recognize this because I have an anxious brain Mm -hmm. and my mind tends to go there. So when you pointed that out and I also read it, I'm like, Oh no, that's not a good place to go to. Mm -hmm. So when I say, check yourself, maybe don't ask yourself those questions there. Ask your daughter these questions because A, it w- will allow her to feel like she has a pl- place in this home,
0: mm-hmm. that she has
1: a voice in this home, mm-hmm. you know, a- and I think that's what's more important here.
0: I agree. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I, I also think that for the, the whole bit on her daughter, just taking a look at what her mother is doing, it, mm-hmm. she does, she's not going to make it mean something about her mother Mm -hmm. she's not going to make it mean something about her father or their marriage no she's going to make it mean something about herself herself right if she sees that mom is in a a relationship where she's constantly fighting with her spouse and Mm -hmm. she she feels like she's not worthy of more or she behaves like she's not worthy of more or moving on and she is avoidant and she doesn't check in guess what daughter is going to think the same thing of herself, right? When she Mm -hmm. grows up, she's going to think it's not safe for me to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship. It's not safe for me to speak my mind because if I do, other people aren't going to hear it. They're going to forget the next day. So I think that when we talk about mirroring, it's important for parents to recognize and maybe for this listener to recognize that, like you said, check in with your daughter, find out from her, get her perspective, Mm -hmm. involve her and, Mm -hmm. and find out what's happening for her so that at the end of the day, what she learns about self
1: mm-hmm. is
0: going to be positive and empowering. Right? Yeah. Where self gets and that she a chance has to, a voice. That's right. Exactly. So that self has a voice that mm-hmm. it matters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? That it mm-hmm. matters versus somebody just deciding for me that I can't handle it versus mm-hmm. someone deciding for me mm-hmm. that
1: this is too big or too much for me to handle. We don't know what she we, thinks. 100, percent and I could. I just want to add something here too. Is what if the daughter has been saying something, and she's mm-hmm. at that point where she no longer wants to say anything because mm-hmm. she is getting invalidated or unheard during these moments? That's right. That's a great point too. You know, because so- that that letter doesn't state that in there too. So mm-hmm. I, you know, would probably come from a place of curiosity on my end from mm-hmm. as, as a host on this podcast to ask you, uh, is has that been happening? Perhaps check in.
0: Yeah, that's right. Get curious,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Get curious and find out, ask, ask some more questions of your daughter and, yep. and figure out what her process is like. I love that. Thanks for saying that. And yes. I think that this is, this is across the board, no matter if there is alcoholism in the house, no matter if there is abuse or not, oftentimes I find that adults hardly check in with the kids, right? Oh. And it really disempowers them because it says that we can decide for you we can make the decisions because we're the adults. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the reality is that this woman sounds like she is hanging on by a thread and she could really use perspective like and she could yes. really use some help. And I love that she wrote yes. into us. Yeah. And at the same time, I, I see so many patterns here where she yeah. was avoiding. We ta- we said it earlier, what happened the first five years or what happened prior to the seven years, not even the first five years, yeah. but for her, right. It's, yeah recognizing now guess what your daughter's hiding in your room your husband's hiding behind alcohol and everybody is is mimicking each other in the Mm -hmm. way that they're resolving or or avoiding this issue so that also means that everyone is desperately wanting to be heard but in different ways if I'm isolating that's a cry for help right yeah the people who love me will know that if I'm isolating they're like oh Lynn's really quiet and she's Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from her have you heard from her like Mm -hmm. Mm, maybe we should check in yeah. if somebody is having to get blackout drunk to the point where all they do is like
1: talk shit to us. Yeah. That's a cry for help. That is a cry for help. And for me, um, I, I know my cry for help is anger mm. when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm feeling unheard or when I'm feeling anything, it's like mm-hmm. immediately I get into victim mode and I become angry. That's right. Yeah. And
0: then it grows bigger because bigger and bigger and bigger. And then,
1: you know what? I'm so grateful for my son though, because he does keep me in check. Cause Mm -hmm. as soon as I start seeing that he's being angry, I'm like, okay, he's getting that from somewhere. I need to check myself.
0: Good for you. That takes a lot of courage. Uh, And it also took three and a half years. Thank
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) And you're getting there. It's so great. It's such hard work. It's such hard work. I just want to add that, you know, um, it's it's going to take some hard work, but we can do it, and I hope you can see this perspective. That's
0: right, because if you don't, I think the alternative is this: you can you can just leave it, and you can continue to run through these loops and these patterns. And you can continue to not create space for the other family members to be heard yeah. and not insist yeah. that you speak what it is that you're feeling when, before even alcoholism strikes, because, and you can continue to do that. You can continue to do what you've been doing, Mm -hmm. but the problem gets bigger. And in fact, earlier you said that I had a statistic to share. Alcoholism is scary. Addiction is scary. Domestic abuse is scary because it starts off small every time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It always starts off small. It starts somewhere, but you start putting four walls and you confine people to one mm-hmm. space and all of a sudden it, it grows drastically. You know, uh, there's a statistic that says since the first wave of COVID, the number of people who have called into helplines has increased by 400% relating to
1: domestic it's, abuse. That's freaking oh, insane. It's mind boggling. It's, it's mind boggling. And when you're, when, as soon as you started talking about the four walls of them, I just imagine, you know, caging a wild beast. That's right. right? It's angrier and angrier. It just wants to release itself. So instead of allowing it to get to that point, why don't we just release it, Mm -hmm. but try to find a healthy way to release it, whatever that may be. For me, it's movement. Mm. Movement.
0: Yeah. Well, the word is emotions,
1: right? Mm -hmm. We need to express
0: through emotion. And that's really relevant. Honestly, I think this was such a, a healthy letter for us to be able yes. to read because it's not, this woman is not alone. I, oh. There are so many people out there. Look at the statistics of rising issues inside the home. Being trapped is, mm-hmm. is massively crazy. To me, I think my takeaway in all of this is that when the going get tough, when you are feeling like you have nowhere to run, Mm -hmm. and you have nowhere to hide, start asking the big questions, Mm -hmm. face the thing that's really, really hard. And the big question for this woman might be, is this getting better? Is it getting worse? Or has it always been this way? Mm -hmm. And knowing that this is not easy, this is one of the most difficult things that you'll ever have to deal with having a husband and a child and feeling alone, right? Mm -hmm. But ask yourself, what are you really quitting? Because at the end, she says, I'm ready to quit. What are you quitting? Exactly. Are you quitting the habit? Of letting yourself sit in loops and perpetual behavior like me (laughs) (laughs) or are you what are you doing are you doing this as a way to win and to create a win-lose situation because Mm -hmm. what are you winning winning in the end right Mm -hmm. have you truly worked at looking at yourself and being really honest about what your role is in this entire situation and I'm not saying that you're you created the alcoholism. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that you're deserving of what you're going through. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what is your role for the perpetual behavior? How yeah. do we start asking ourselves questions like this? So I, that would be my takeaway on, <coughs> on everything mm-hmm. here. What's your takeaway? Well, my biggest
1: takeaway, as I said, And mentioned earlier is really checking in with yourself, checking Mm. in with yourself. It really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. It's what you think about yourself, how you can stop yourself from going down those rabbit holes of creating stories in your brain and actually getting curious, Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: getting curious. So I guess two takeaways was check in and get curious so I, I, again, I urge any of you guys, you know, this was a heavy letter. And if you have a heavy letter, go for it. We're going to dive into it like we did today. So thank you so much for tuning in with Lynn and I today. And uh, until next time, when we read our next letter, remember that parenting is raw. It's awesome. It's rawsome. Bye. Bye. Bye.